This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. There are so many things as humans that we don't really understand. There are mystic, magical, faded things, as well as otherworldly realms that we just can't comprehend unless it's through the journey of our own soul. I'm your host, Steffi, aka The Spirit Sis. I'm a psychic medium, astrologer, and intuition teacher, and I'm here to take you on an exploration of all things spiritual. I'm going to connect to source, give you divine downloads, and I want to keep you in the spirit loop. So here is the Psychic Scoop. Hello, 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 hello. Welcome to Psychic Scoop Podcast. I am your host, Steffi, aka Spirit Sis. I am an evidential psychic medium, professional astrologer, and intuition teacher. And it is my absolute pleasure to welcome you to the 100th episode. OMG. I could scream if it didn't pierce your ears. I started this podcast three years ago this month, so it feels monumental in so many ways. Of course, I always dreamed I would get to 100 episodes, but it's a lot. (laughs) That's a lot of content. And I just feel so grateful in my heart and in my soul because in my wildest dreams, I couldn't imagine what this podcast has done for me. And it's brought me to so many of you amazing, sensational, phenomenal souls. And it's just pulled in this great community that is all full of like-minded souls, people that I wished I could have been friends with growing up so I could talk about ghosts or, you know, past lives or being a medium, like all the things that I talk so freely on on this platform. I'm so happy there is a need to hear it and that you're here. And I just want to say like my deepest gratitude and thanks for showing up for the podcast and just this community we've built together. Like this isn't just a me thing. This is an us thing. And uh, yeah, I'm sure you can tell from my voice (laughs) how happy and emotional it makes me because this is truly, wow, it's, it's beyond anything I could have imagined. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So what I feel like might make my podcast unique is I listen to the call of spirit for each episode. And I've talked about this before, but if you're new here, basically everything I do in life is spirit led. I listen to the calls from the universe. I listen to my spirit guides or my ascended masters my spirit team to tell me what the collective needs to hear. So when I was filming episode 99, (laughs) a recording, and I was waiting for episode 100, I was like, okay, great, they're gonna drop some great, like hot, hot off the presses topic. And then it was just crickets. I heard nothing. 
literally nothing. And I was a little bummed, like, okay, but people are waiting. It's been weeks. I haven't filmed or recorded a pod. I don't know why I keep saying filmed, recorded a podcast in weeks and the people are waiting. This is a very exciting episode. And Spirit just not going to lie. It was just radio silent. And I had to do some reflection of my own. But what's so interesting is while this is all happening, I have been going through some massive changes. And I have been going through an ascension of something on my own. I have felt I mean, honestly, ever since the eclipses that happened, uh, in the cardinal signs, because I'm mostly cardinal uh, on that Aries and Libra axis. It's been almost six months. Since that happened in the fall, there's been a really interesting shift happening in my life that I could not ignore. And I'm going to go into this deeper when I'm able, but right now I'm in the thick of it, like I'm drowning a little bit. And what's so interesting is I'm having some deep ascension symptoms. And you can Google it, it's a total thing. And maybe I'll do a whole episode on this later. But ascension symptoms essentially is like when you are going from one spiritual state to another, you experience physical symptoms. And I remember specifically, I found out about this because in 2014, exactly 10 years ago, I started to fully accept that I was a medium and started giving readings to people on the street. That's kind of when it all started. And I also at that same exact time, started giving people astrology readings, like full birth chart readings uh, for free, keep in mind. (laughs) And as I was going through this, I was shedding this past conditioned person. And I remember I was so sick. I was dizzy. I was nauseated. I couldn't eat. I lost a bunch of weight. I was having like horrible pounding migraines. And it wasn't until my roommate, she had been through some spiritual stuff herself. She's like, Steffi, I think you're having ascension symptoms. We looked it up on trusty old Google, and I actually read a few books on it. Sure enough, I felt that my physical symptoms, because I went to the doctors and I got my blood drawn. I mean, I did everything I could and nothing was plausible. Like nothing came back. It was all inconclusive. And these migraines were just like, I couldn't even pick up my head. And during that time too, I was going through just like massive changes in my life with my career, obviously, with my relationships, both, you know, like my roommates and romantic relationships and my family dynamics, like everything was changing and shifting. And my body could not keep up with the spiritual state. And I know this sounds, I, I, I don't even have to preface and say, I know this sounds crazy because if you're listening, I'm sure you've gone through it too. And if you haven't, and you have some kind of inkling that, oh, maybe that time I went through Ascension, look it up. It's a real thing. And what's so interesting is I started to go through this Ascension process, like starting in, it started kind of early September of 2023. And things are happening at such a rapid pace. And it was exciting. But then it got to the point where I could not keep up <laughs> like mentally, spiritually, physically. And my body has taken a toll. And again, because I'm in the weeds right now, it's hard for me to even 
fully comprehend and I haven't processed and I'm still in it. And I've been giving myself the space. I just feel so guilty because I haven't been able to keep up with content. I haven't been able to do the things I need to do for my business. And spirit has been just radio silent. And that has felt a little bit like a betrayal. My intuition is my lifeline. <laughs> like A lot of people have a lot of skills, <laughs> like maybe they're really talented singers or musicians. My major skill in life is my intuitive muscle and using it and exercising it every single day even if it's not for me, if it's for a client or anything. And I've just had to take a huge step back because I'm in this dark night of the soul. And my physical symptoms have been so excruciating. And I know it's getting me like a snake to shed the skin and getting me this renewal to the next state of ascension. But it's so hard. And just like the kundalini rising from the base of the spine, right, in that root chakra, a lot of my symptoms started there and it's like moving up. I can feel it moving up. And I guess it's so hard to describe. <laughs> and if you've been there, you've been there. And I'm just wondering when it's going to end, but I know it's something I have to go through. So I have just been kind of like at this turmoil. I'm trying not to play victim, but it's been hard. Like I haven't been able to eat. I haven't been able to creatively think of content. I haven't been able to focus on long periods of time on things. Uh, I've been sleeping a ton, like 10 plus hours a night. Like I just, my body is in this restorative state. So anyway, not that I needed to <laughs> give an explanation of why this is late, but I wanted to talk with you openly and vulnerably about what I'm going through. And I know once I'm on the other side of this, I'm going to be able to share it and, and what exactly the the initiations were because I've had several and they've been like very <laughs> poignant initiations. I am grateful for mental health and uh, my you know I my therapists the plural <laughs> and uh, my support system like my fiance my best friends. I mean I I'm lucky, but still you feel like you're going through it alone because it's your body, it's your spiritual awakening, you feel different. And so that's why I'm trying to be gentle on myself. And when spirit goes quiet, I know it's a lesson, but it's been difficult. I have felt like a little resentment because I haven't been able to connect even to my own soul at times. So I'm just kind of burying my soul here and letting you know what I'm going through. And, and I'm sure a lot of you can relate. And it's so interesting just knowing that I went through this in 2014. And I want to say like it was a year long transition. I'm hoping this is a little quicker. But so far, it's been since, since September. So I'm really curious what these next eclipses, the ones that are happening again in Libra and Aries, the ones that are coming up this spring, if something else will will come about with with that, especially since it is hitting my chart so strongly. And if you are any type of cardinal sign, so that's Aries, Libra, Capricorn, and Cancer, any of those sun or rising, right? Cardinal sun or rising, especially rising sign, you're probably feeling it too. So with that being said, what was I going to do for the 100th episode? And I thought a lot about several different topics and 
it popped into my head, like maybe I should just do some psychic readings. It's it's psychic scoop. And uh, the response was amazing. And thank you to everyone who submitted questions. I was unbiased. So I had uh, my associate producer look through them and give me like five that I could respond to. Uh, I just want to say too, uh, there was actually she told me there was tons of the same questions in theme. And the main thing that kept getting asked was what's going on with my career and the feeling of being lost or stuck or confused. And that was a theme that she said was brought up in at least 30 plus emails. So if your question personally isn't answered, I know for a fact collectively that it is going to be answered. So sometimes I think listening to other people getting readings is so helpful because there's going to be resonance there. There's always going to be a message that you can pluck from this to gain awareness or understanding in your own life. And I also feel like it's really fun to hold space for other people who are getting readings. And I will say it was completely random, right? It was spirit-led. It was completely random of who got selected. And so um, without further, let's just dive in. And I'm going to answer these questions. I'm going to hear them for the first time here with you. (laughs) And I'm going to answer them to the best and spirit to the best of my abilities. Hi, Steffi. I hope this isn't coming to you too late. My name's Gabby. Um, I had so many questions I wanted to ask, but I asked for my guides to give me confirmation on the right one. And right as I was thinking about my career, um, it hit 555 on the clock. So that's what I'm going to ask about. Um, I'm an actor based in Australia and um, I was on set the last couple of days. And that's actually, I'm really hoping that I get this into you in time because I haven't had time because <laughs> I've had really long days on set, um, which I'm sure you will understand. Um, but I had such a great time doing this show and it was comedy and it was brilliant. Um, but I'm only ever in like one episode at a time and um, like often years apart. It's very competitive. I'm in like the most overrepresented group of actors that there is. Um, and before I got this job, I had actually like lost hope and I started studying midwifery. Um, so I'm a student midwife and I do love that. Like, I really love that. Um, and I, I guess I feel stuck. I feel at a crossroads because if I become a student, if I become a midwife, that's a full-time job. I can't be going to auditions and booking work because you never know when someone's going to go into labor or you have shifts rusted on or you know um so I'm trying to think about what I actually do in terms of my career and doing this job on set as an actor it really like reminded me what I'm giving up and how much creativity I'm going to be missing out on um and so I'm just feeling a little bit of crisis and I'd love your thoughts um, or anything that spirit has to offer. I'd really appreciate guidance. Gabby, thank you so much for your question and your vulnerability. I could definitely hear the the pain and the struggle in your voice. And as someone who has been in the film industry for 
gosh, over 12 years, I understand the ebbs and flows of that business and how hard it can be, especially because your creativity is so important to you. So, uh, gosh, so it's so interesting. As I was hearing the question, I heard Spirit say, why can't she do both? (laughs) And I was like, yeah, right? Like, it seems easy. Uh, But I understand you feel there are limitations to being a midwife that would hinder your acting or being on set. And I understand that because just In general, there are scheduling conflicts and gigs come up at a moment's notice and you have to be ready to go to set the next day. And a lot of times babies in the same sense, you know, they come up, you know, it's like your expected due date isn't necessarily (laughs) the due date. So if you're waiting on clients, you know, you're kind of like waiting for both, like which one's going to drop first. So I understand the apprehension. So what I did is I actually intuitively pulled two sets of cards. For tarot, I usually do three card pulls. But for whatever reason, spirit was drawn to me to do three card pulls for acting and your creativity and three card pulls for being a midwife. And then I also, um, I I got your birth information so I could look up some of your transits and see what's going on there. So I'm going to do a little bit of a blend <laughs> of, of skills here to give you the answers you need. Now, what's so interesting is the cards I pulled for acting have a lot to do with mental pressure. The first card I pulled is the judgment card, which has a lot to do with like this this transformation and renewal that you're feeling, but it comes with a lot of limiting beliefs. And being an actor is one of the hardest things I think a person can do. Because like you said, it's it's a, it's a tough industry. There are oversaturated markets, uh, depending on how you look. And even with your skill set, sometimes it's just luck, right? So the judgment card, it really comes up to ask yourself, like, am I being fair to myself? Or am I being too self-critical? And sometimes it's just saying like, you know, I've gone through this, and I don't need the judgment anymore. Like I don't, I'm at the highest potential that I could be at. And the card really calls you to like step out of those limiting beliefs and to truly just go with why you wanted to act in the first place, which is probably the gift of storytelling or creativity or or those things you mentioned. Now, it's so interesting as I pulled this next to a card that talks about like you not using your skill set to the best of your abilities. And um, the card is saying that there's still more and I don't want to say work that needs to be done here, but there's still more love and time and energy. It's like you're not done with this. And I, and even when you're saying it, I never felt like you were done with acting. I just got chills. I still feel like that's going to be a big part of your life. However, are there things you can do? Like, I mean, I'm sure you've taken acting classes and things like that. But this card says like, are there other things you can do to fall in love with it again, especially when it's paired with the with the judgment card, which is like, (laughs) you obviously you feel judgment, like through casting directors, through producers, like that's, that's constantly what you're up against in this industry. The last card I pulled is, um, it's called the the nightmare card. And that's like, that's really dramatic. But the card really calls for 
um, like reevaluating where you're at. Like, is this more work than what it needs to be? And so what I'm getting from these cards in general is like the mental turmoil and anguish you feel toward not necessarily the acting itself, but towards the industry itself and the frustrations. Because again, being on set like and, and having the roles and being in character, that's where you shine, right? That's where you're exciting. And that's why it's saying like there's skills that you have that you haven't even like you you've definitely got there, right? You've been cast, like you proven, but it's saying still like there's still something you need to separate like from ego, and the job. And it's showing me right now that maybe a little bit of rest to like recoup and like gather your thoughts about like what it really is, like getting down to the brass tacks of like why, the why, 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 the clarity of why you need to do this in your life is going to be important. Now, the midwife thing is so interesting because it shows me, yes, it, it shows me clearly like it doesn't even say delay, it says go now. It, it says go now and it says that um, you will be content and happy and it even shows these cards of like feeling I keep getting chills when I'm reading it shows me cards of like I'm giving back I feel fulfilled I feel content I feel happy and it's showing like this rapid speed of you accelerating into this and how quick things will happen for you and I feel that there's going to be times where the midwife thing I think is going to actually open up your eyes and give you new perspective on the acting. And I still feel that you're going to live in a world where you're going to do both. And I think once you lean towards like that midwife thing and really go for it, like no holds bar, it's saying these cards are saying and my spirit guides are saying like, do it. And don't hold back, like fully commit to that. And I also think you're going to get like more answers that you need through the acting thing. Okay. And let me look at your transits that are happening right now and see if there's anything that kind of like jumps out to me as far as what you're going through like today, this moment in time. So we can kind of see what's up. Let's see. Let's see. I'm pulling it up right now. Okay. Okay. Oh yeah. Okay. All right. All right. All right. So you just had a Saturn return. Uh, it was like a year and a half ago, I'd say. But what's really interesting is Saturn right now is in, oh my gosh, I'm freaking out. Okay. <laughs> see, it always makes sense why spirit puts certain people into my life at this exact time. You're going through a Saturn conjunct your natal moon. This transition is not easy, but it's like, you know, Saturn comes in to give wisdom and lessons. The moon is your, and your moon is in Pisces. Your moon is in your sixth house, which is very much linked to your work and you're nurturing what makes you feel comfortable. And you need stability with your Saturn and your moon here in the sixth house. You need stability when it comes to your day-to-day -day life and your day-to-day -day work, right? Especially since your moon is making a beautiful trine to your Venus in Cancer in your 10th house. Making money is important to you. But what I have to say about Saturn conjunct moon, 
This only happens every 29 and a half years. <laughs> and you probably have never experienced it yet. And when this comes through, right, the Saturn is the lessons and the moon is what makes you feel safe and comfor- comf- comfortable. The moon also represents women and intuition and motherhood. So it's so interesting that you're going through this transition now. But Saturn is teaching you the responsibilities of your work-life balance and also like making money, but also creativity, right? Like Pisces moon is a super creative sign. And with your Virgo rising, you know, I can definitely see that you are a meticulous person. You love to be of service to other people and you love to do a good job. So this transition is going to be happening. I mean, for the next couple of months, you're going to feel it. And it's not the easiest. It can feel isolating. It can feel like I can understand now why you felt the way that you felt because it's this crossroads, especially since this is all going down in your sixth house of work, (laughs) day-to-day routine, health, um, you know, all of that is coming to a head right now. Now, Saturn is really good at bringing in those lessons and those teachings. So what I recommend is, doubling down on your spiritual mental health, on your physical health, on nourishing your body, and on that meticulous and that that drive, that hustle. And I don't mean that in a toxic way. I mean it in a way of like you have these skills and you have the energy and the passion. So continue to like lean towards those things that make you happy. And like the card said, you still have like skills that you can accomplish with acting or or going back to class and making it fun again, right? Or, you know, it doesn't have to be classic. Maybe it could just be studying movies, uh, reading scripts. I mean, A, B, C, D. I mean, you can do whatever comes to mind. You're a Leo son. I know you'll find the way. And, and while still simultaneously going after your midwife, whiffery, as you said, I love it, and doing the things that you want to do there. So hope that was a very long-winded answer (laughs) to your question. But I do feel like there is a need for both. But right now, I think that midwife thing is going to take full front as Saturn is conjunct your moon. And um, Saturn's going to move on to your seventh house of uh, close personal relationships and networking and, and, you know, potentially building a client base. So I feel like this is a, a fantastic time and and you don't have to limit yourself to one thing. I think you can have both. And I think there's a world and spirit is telling me there's a definite way that you will always be able to have both things. So maybe that judgment card is telling you to decondition, you know, having to... Uh, having to change your life and give up acting fully because, you know, it's going to be your career in your business. And maybe there'll be time where you're going to have to pick up and go to a couple episodes of something and take a break from your midwife thing and then come right back. So maybe just reprogramming that is going to be the key. But I wish you the best of luck. Hi, Steffi. This is Megan, and I am submitting a question for your 100th podcast episode. Congratulations. I'm so excited. Um, I've been listening to your podcasts for a while now. Um, And because of that, I have so much interest in wanting to learn who my spirit guides are. And I didn't know, like, 
if there's a way to like actually find out who they are, um, a little bit of that curiosity comes from um, losing my mom a couple of years ago. And in one of the previous podcast episodes, I remember you saying that um, sometimes you can't always make contact with someone because they've already like moved on or incarnated um, again. And so they're just, they're not there. And um, I just, that really stuck with me. And I always have been thinking since then, like, gosh, is my mom one of my spirit guides or has she already incarnated and is like out here on the planet earth with me? And I just don't know it. So anyway, that's my question. And um, I'm so excited for your 100th episode. Thanks. Hi, Megan. You just have the sweetest, kindest energy to you. And I just wanted to say thank you for submitting your question and for your vulnerability. And I'm so sorry to hear about your mom. And this is actually such a great question because I'm sure a lot of people can relate to losing a loved one and wondering, like, are they my spirit guide? Are they incarnated? You know, where are they now? And I am here to answer that question for you. Your spirit guides are with you from the moment you take your first breath. Actually, they're with you even at conception, they're with you leading up to you choosing a body and choosing parents to incarnate with. And spirit guides often played very significant or pivotal roles in your past lives. Like, for example, maybe you had a twin sister in a past life. And this life, instead of them reincarnating with you and figuring out like how to, I don't know, like, work on karma, they decide to sit out this incarnation and be a guide for you in this lifetime. It it just works in many different ways. And you have the autonomy as a soul to choose if you want to be a spirit guide, or if you want to be in incarnation. And when you incarnate, there are lessons you learn at like a rapid speed. And as a spirit guide, there are also the karma points that you're incurring <laughs> when you're guiding someone who is going through those lessons. And so with that being said, when someone you love passes here in the physical plane, they don't necessarily just become a part of your spirit guide team. They are a part of your spirit team, but it's quite different. And I actually have a really good episode explaining the difference between spirit guide, passed away loved ones, and guardian angels. And uh, I think I even re-released it twice. So it's it's in it's in the lineup, and and I explain like the differences between. But actually, when I connect with your energy, I actually feel your mom is on the other side still, and she has not incarnated in a body. She is there waiting for you, and. And she is guiding you from spirit in many different ways. And she talks about two things that she guides you with. Um, First of all, she's very loving energy, very kind. I feel like on earth, she was just the sweetest. Like, I feel like people, I keep getting chills. I feel like people would say about her, like, she is just like the one of the sweetest people I've ever met. And 
I get that a lot from her energy. And I also sense that she might have been sick when she was here. Um, And obviously, you can let me know. But um, I do sense that she on the other side had to do a little bit of healing, not a lot. But whenever I see like spirit when they're in like a cocoon phase, it usually means that they had some sort of like sickness in an earthly plane. So she communicates with you in two different ways. And this is how you can look out for her. She communicates with you through, uh, she's showing me the color yellow. And she's showing me yellow flowers. But it's not necessarily just one specific. It's not like a yellow rose or like a yellow lily or like a yellow daffodil. She's showing me all of the colors. Actually, what's so funny is now that I say daffodil, um, you know, those yellow daffodils that turn into like things that you blow and they go in the wind. I don't know if you did that with her when when you were little, um, but she's showing me that when you see a daffodil that has turned, um, where you can you can pick it up and blow it and make a wish, and all those little like feather like um, petals go into the air. That's also a sign for from her. The second thing um, uh, she's saying right now is uh, she comes to you through creativity. Uh, I don't specifically. I don't know if you make jewelry or you're like. Um, or you've done things with like beads or like friendship bracelets or things like that. I know it's so random, but she's showing me like you doing something meticulous with your hands and that actually she is coming to you through like divine creativity and she's guided you to different jobs or different friendships or different things where you are able to express that. She says you're extreme. I keep getting chills. (laughs) You're extremely um, creative and you have a really good eye. She says, like you have such a good eye for design or fashion or um or jewelry I don't know it's and it could just be a hobby right now but she's there to remind you of your artistry and that is how she's going to communicate with you so look for those signs and also I have to say you have your spirit guides are mostly women as well and you know when our parents our birth parents leave us early in this lifetime a lot of times that is a karmic choice between you and the soul. So obviously it's like not fair, <laughs> like in any sense of the way. And I feel for you um, to lose a mom. That's not something that I think anyone can fathom. Uh, it's so painful. And there was some sort of lesson you're learning from that. And it's not easy, um, but it was something that you signed up for with her soul. Okay, so I actually do feel like you have another spirit guide that is like a mom figure to you that you've had since birth. You actually have quite a few females on the other side, um, but your spirit guides are mostly made of women. And it's something about like embodying that, that nurturing, that motherhood, that um, feminine, you're very intuitive. And so... I mean, your spirit guides are kind of saying that <laughs> like you are meant to embody this artistic, creative side of you. And so I hope that gave you some answers that you need. And uh, your mom is in spirit. She's rooting for you all the time and sending you the most love ever. And I hope that you um, receive that message and that it, it hits some kind of um, resonance for you. Hi, Steffi and Steffi's team. Um, Basically, I've been feeling really, really stuck in like a career sense. Um, I feel like I am definitely meant to 
help other people. I just feel maybe a little bit confused on how I'm supposed to do that or maybe just my question mainly is am I on the right path here and am I doing the things I need to do to get to where I want to be? So yeah, that is the main thing that's been on my mind and the main question that I've been kind of asking my spirit guides and they've been amazing at giving me like a ton of signs um but I just want to make sure I'm interpreting them right and that it really is you know that I am on the right path hey love you didn't say your name in the voice memo so I had to go back and ask my producer what your name is and I just wanted to address you by your name it's Emily (laughs) I hope I'm saying that right because you spell it E-M-I-L. I, uh, which is a beautiful name. So I pulled you some cards. I also uh, collected your birth data. <laughs> that sounded so official. Uh, but I just kind of want to look at your birth chart too and see what's going on. Uh, so what's really interesting about the cards I pulled, it has a lot to do with self-sabotage. And you talked about, you know, your guides being there for you. Oh, wow. Another card just popped out just unironically, which is a great card. I'm going to explain it in a second. Um, but a lot of these cards have to do with you not fully, fully, fully trusting yourself. And you said, you know, I'm getting the signs and I, my guides have been so good to me, but dot, dot, dot. So it's it's really saying that um, this, this the first card, especially, it's the justice card reversed. But when the justice card is upright, it has a lot to do with like fairness and feeling like you're on the right track and feeling like things are in equal equilibrium and things like that. When the justice card is reversed, it's like things don't feel fair or things feel out of balance, out of whack. But usually it's by our own doing, unless there's something like in your workplace that you feel like is truly unfair. That could also be Um, a sign of something. But then I pulled the world card upright, which this is the last card in the major arcana. And and the world card is basically saying like you have accomplished what you need to accomplish. And like you're starting new, new adventures, new beginnings. Um, The world card is a completion card, but it's also like whenever something completes, it means that the new cycle begins. And the world card is fantastic because it shows you that you are in the right place at the right time. But the other cards I'm pulling are mental cards of like feeling like you might be betraying yourself or coming from a conditioned place. And then the card that I that just pulled up out of the deck is a lot to do with like victory and success and like riding off into the sunset with this happy, um, like trotting along. Uh, so I do feel like you're in the right place at the right time right now. It's just your mind that's stopping you. Uh, I feel like everything is actually aligned up really beautifully, especially with these cards the way they are. It shows me that you've finally come to a place where you feel like happy and abundant. And I do feel that abundance is like growing, but it's just this little tiny mm, self-sabotage, self-monologue thing in your brain that's telling you, "Mm, is this not good enough? It's like, it could be imposter syndrome. It could be like I said, conditioning. And and I know I've already answered someone else's question that was very similar. And a lot of times themes keep popping up because we need to hear the lessons multiple times. But why, you know, if your spirit is giving you the sign 
And trust me, I'm guilty of this too. And I've been called out on this before. It's like spirits giving you a sign and then you're like, okay, but I need another sign. And I need another sign. It's like, you're not satisfied. You're like a sign hoarder. (laughs) You're like, I need to get 15 million signs before I feel like I'm on the right path. But trust me, the first sign is good enough. Um, And your spirit team is obviously moving mountains and and angel numbers and whatever messages you're getting, right, to, to show you you're on the right path. So trust that lean into that and say, great, thank you. Uh, and move on. You don't have to like re question or uh, reevaluate why something isn't the way that it is or whatever. Uh, just trust that. Yeah. Okay. I got this. Trust your intuition. I mean, the first sign is always correct. Now let's look at your birth chart and see what's going on there. All right. I'm always looking at where Saturn is and Saturn is in your 12th house (laughs) and it's heading over your ascendant, your rising sign here. So I see you are very intuitive as a person. I wouldn't be surprised if you also have some psychic gifts yourself. Um, You have your Pluto in the eighth house, you have your Jupiter in Cancer in the fifth house. Uh, But Saturn right now is in a pivotal part of your mental health sector where questioning things and logically things not making sense is actually what Saturn is trying to do here. But also what Saturn is trying to to teach you here, and this is only going to be going on for like maybe another month or two before you're out of it. You've been in this cycle. I mean, it's been honestly for like at least a year and a half of this mental, like, am I here? Am I in the right place? What's going on? But then it's also building your trust muscles. Saturn is that teacher, that that wisdom that comes with responsibility and lessons. It's that teacher. And so Saturn has been teaching you about spiritual consciousness. So yes, it's been making you question things, but it's also been like really building your strength with spirit. And eventually Saturn is going to move on into your first house where it's going to teach you lessons on worth and lessons on being yourself and and who you are. And when I say lessons, it doesn't necessarily have to be bad. Like, you know, Saturn transits are beautiful. Saturn transits are there to like let you grow into that thing and and to be this like wise teacher. I'm saying the same things in different ways. So I don't, <laughs> I'm going delirious. But basically, that's what's going on. And you know, Jupiter too is hanging out in your house of finances. And it's also going to be making a transit to your natal Venus, really good for social plans, really good for hits of money, um, really good career stuff going on here from now until pretty much May. And then Jupiter is going to be going over your natal Mercury in May. I mean, using your voice, using using your authenticity to speak your truth and to connect with people is going to be a strength of yours coming coming through here. Honestly, you have like a really good couple years with Jupiter going on. Like, I'm not kidding you, like now until 2025, and you're going to have a Jupiter return then. I mean, you're going to have really, really good stuff here. So Basically, I'm here to tell you that Saturn is just giving you that quick lesson. And it pretty much just already reiterated what I said in the cards. So uh, hopefully that answered your question. You're on the right path. Hey, Steffi. I've been listening to your podcast for about a year now and been watching you through Instagram and YouTube. You have inspired me to look further into my life's purpose. 
I've always wanted to do a psychic reading to find out more about what is going on with my life as I'm about to turn 40 in March. My husband and I have struggled with infertility and I'm not sure if motherhood is even a part of my life anymore. I would love to speak to you to find out more When you asked what your 100th episode should be, this was one of my suggestions. I was super excited when you announced it. Maybe it's Faith. Either way, thank you for all you do for so many. Love, Peg. Hi, Peg. Thank you so much for your lovely voice memo and the kind words. I am very excited to connect with you and your energy. So upon getting this question, I intuitively thought I need to look at your aura. (laughs) And I wanted to see the health and vitality of your aura colors and see if there were any spots or anything or just to kind of see what's going on. So I, uh, we requested production requested a video of you. And so for anyone that has gotten an aura reading from me or, or considering what I like to do is I like to put uh, people on video in front of a white wall with no filters. And I just have the person either slate their name, uh, they can say where they're from or anything like that, and just hold the video for 10 seconds. When I'm looking at the video, I look at it three different times. So the first time I'm only looking at the auric field and being on a white background, it makes it a little easier because the colors pop. Um, The second time I look at the aura video, I'm looking to see if there's any secondary colors and I'm looking at the health of the aura. This is where sometimes I can see spots, holes, um, dark gray, or any other like things in the past of when the colors might have shifted or changed. And then the third time I watch the video, I look at someone's face, I listen to their words, you know, what they're saying and try to connect with their energy. So Peg, when I did that, it was so blatantly obvious what your aura color was because it was blinding. (laughs) You are a very, very yellow aura. So yellow auras, and also there's so many different types of colors, right? Like think of just yellow. It could be pale yellow, it could be dusty yellow, or it could be neon highlighter yellow. Yours was actually more on the brighter side, like a very bright yellow, which tells me it was actually, and it was almost in the neon category, which actually tells me it's overactive right now. Now, yellows um, in balance are extremely intellectual people, and they're very open-minded, generally very happy. They love to learn, and yellows just are happy, like curled up with a book, learning something new, listening to podcasts, listening to YouTube, like everything you said in your voice memo, like is spot dang on with a yellow aura. Now, when yellows are overworked, or their yellow is so, so, so bright, it feels like it's a little out of balance, which your yellow kind of, it curved over the crown of your head. And you do have a secondary color, which is blue that was on, I don't know if your, um, I don't know if your video was mirrored or not, but you had blue on your, um, it would be your left shoulder, but it was right when I was looking at it. And your yellow almost hugged the entirety of your aura. And normally, I see two colors at play that are balanced, and your blue was a little bit out of balance. So interestingly enough, when yellow um, is overworked, it, they they can get very consumed with results and with future thinking. 
and sometimes overthinking. And uh, I see a lot of yellows being really hard on themselves, getting really in their heads and wanting the answers. And sometimes life just doesn't give us the answers we want. And especially with health stuff, you know, it can be so frustrating to not understand your body and wonder why it's happening. And a lot of times it's either karmic, like a lesson you signed up for yourselves. And a lot of times it's random, like environmental, or it could be something genetic. Like who knows? And that's why it can be so frustrating. So in your aura, I could see maybe a little bit of the brain overstressed and overworking, trying to figure it out. And also, look, you have this positive yearning to learn. So that's such a gift in life is to be eager and to be optimistic. But I see how it's almost um, gone in a, in a deep way of the cycle um, it just feels cyclical, like the thinking feels like it, it's ruminating quite a bit. Now, the blue part of you is that warm, comforting, nurturing side, and the side that's very down to earth, the side that is very intuitive, and the side that trusts in abundance in the universe. And I actually do feel like you were mostly blue growing up. I don't know if you were an introverted child, or I don't know if you, um, you probably were a very lovely girl growing up, you probably follow directions and rules to a T, a lot of yellow blues do. And you probably were a good daughter, a good friend, uh, a good student, things like that. But sometimes what happens is we let go of ourselves, like trying to either follow the rules, or sometimes like I see that yellow shift when people either go off to university or they're learning quite uh, like quite a bit. And that's great. But for whatever reason, the blue kind of got lost in the yellow. So what I want to encourage you to do, a couple things, um, never stop learning, of course. But if you feel like the, the loop of learning is getting you down a rabbit hole where you're researching and researching and doing all of this work and it's getting you in an anxiety loop or anything like that, that's where we step away and get into the blue. The blue is that natural connection to source. Blue is an empath color. Blue is sitting in silence, doing meditation, um, connecting with nature, connecting with your guides, reading, journaling, um, again, but not not gain results, to just do something that's good for your own soul. And it's connecting to our inner child and things of that nature. Not to say you haven't done that, but I just, in your aura, I can see where the yellow was suffocating a little bit of the blue. So my goal is to get you back to that equilibrium where you can pull from both because I see that you need both in your life and they're both equally valuable. Now, the health of your aura, even though, yes, I said it was a little oversaturated, the health looks great to me. You don't have any gray holes. You don't have any spots or anything like that at all in your aura. Actually, you had a really nice white orb protection layer around that seemed very healthy. So um, I know that's difficult to hear when you're struggling with a health, a health issue, but it that white layer shows me you are being protected right now from spirit. I did pull a few cards and a lot of the cards just talked about like getting back into fun routine, getting back into uh, getting into your body and out of your head. Pretty much spot on uh, the cards represent uh, like everything I had just kind of talked about. So it was kind of just reconfirming. Sometimes I like to pull 
pull spirit cards or, or tarot just to kind of see if spirit is agreeing with what I'm saying. <laughs> and um, the one thing I will say, though, is the last card I pulled, it was the sun card, which is a great card for vitality and, and life and um, children and inner child play and things like that. So I do see you having fun in the future and having like this beautiful life. Um, I do think that once we start balancing that blue part of your aura, there's going to be like a shift that might happen. Um, but in general, I just want to like say that I I truly empathize with you being in this infertility journey. I know a lot of times it can be so frustrating and hard and deeply confusing, but know that spirit has been on your side this whole time. And when you continue to call out to them or strengthen that blue part of your aura, you might be able to get some peace somewhere or at least find a way to enjoy things that you want to enjoy in life again. And, you know, things might fall into place. So sending you the absolute warmest hugs and love. And I hope that that resonated. The last question is written in by Allie. Hi, Steffi and team. I've become such a fan of the podcast and it's helped give me a much needed reset. My review really does say it all. <laughs> I would love to be considered for the podcast. Uh, my question is, what is the biggest thing weighing me down or holding me back in my life right now? Looking forward to the episode. Love and light to you all, Allie. What a beautiful question. Honestly, it's it's quite simple, but you know, sometimes it can be more complex whenever we get uh, spirit guides involved, right? So um, uh, her question is, what is the biggest thing weighing me down or holding me back in my life right now? I also asked to see her aura, to see what was going on with her aura. But let's pull some cards first and see what spirit has to say. So this is really interesting. Whenever I'm shuffling the cards and a card flies out at me, it's always an indication of like, okay, pause, hold on. This is the message. This is the indicator card. And the card that pulled out to me has a lot to do with altruism, which is giving back and um, feeling like you have purpose when you are giving back to people or giving back to something that brings you life, right? But mostly it's like giving, uh, giving your time, giving your resources, and ultimately helping others. Now, there's other cards in here that say, signify that you might have a little bit of uh, boundary issues or have had issues with boundaries in the past. It talks about romantic and family relationships where um, people might have even taken advantage of you or you might have been too nice or maybe you might have even isolated from people or put a guard up because of past hurts or past pains. But it's telling me now like that doesn't have to be your story. And I think through like healing and helping other people or potentially even just telling your story, depending on what that is and what you feel comfortable sharing, I think that's going to like help unblock a couple things for you. Now, your aura was a really pretty emerald green color. And green auras are great listeners. And they're also very service oriented. A lot of greens I'll see in hospitals. It's like nurses or doctors. I see a lot of greens as teachers. But I also see greens a lot of the time as entrepreneurs and innovator and thought leaders. And greens are really here to make an impact through their heart. So when I saw your emerald green, beautiful aura, 
Laura. And then I saw this card that talked about altruism and giving back. I was like, ding, 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 ding. Okay, so maybe unblocking yourself is helping others. And if you're like, what? I help others all the time. Like, what do you mean? Uh, I've also pulled cards of collaboration. So it means potentially working with other people. It's basically just like getting out of the rut is through like putting focus on other people. Like I know that sounds really bizarre and not like openly giving people willy nilly. Like you have to have obviously your boundaries in place like we talked about, but there's something there about like being of service to other people that is going to be really helpful. And I don't know your job. I don't know exactly what you're doing in life. You know, the the question you asked was like pretty straightforward. What's holding me back? And I think just that collaboration, like spending time with people, being in a community, uh, really listening, like listening and receiving and sitting in sacred circle or finding a, a network, a community group where you can truly, truly like envelop yourself and be, be your full self. And that's another thing is just I see there's like assertion in your life. I see there's um, a lot of, of, intelligence, actually. But then I also see how it's being held back. So there might be fear of stepping forward or stepping into your light. And uh, I'm telling you right now that the more you dive in and the more you take the pressure off of like, why am I doing this? And like, okay, who is this here to serve? And just from my experience, being a psychic medium and helping other people, I mean, no lie, it can get super draining, (laughs) like super, super, super draining. And it got to a point where I've had asked spirit like, hey, how can I do this for the highest good of others, but also for the highest good of me? Because you gave me these gifts for a reason. I want to be able to assist people, but I can't keep getting sick. I can't keep, you know, running myself ragged because I was pulling from a cup that was empty, right? So it's telling me that you have these resources to give to people and not to keep them to yourself, like to spread the light as much as you can. And I see this through either a business, I see this through a network, I see this through collaborations. So you have a few ideas, but it also talks about just like keeping your boundaries airtight. So hopefully that all made sense. And uh, thank you so much for writing in your question. Wow, and almost an hour later, we are finished with the 100th episode. I want to thank every single person who submitted their questions and were vulnerable and honest and raw. And anyone who's even listening to the podcast or is holding space for other people as they're asking their questions, you know, that vibration and frequency is felt very strongly. And I just want to, again, like, thank you for being here and I wouldn't be able to do this podcast without you. I feel so grateful. I've already talked about it at the beginning. I could literally sit here and sob. Um, but I, yeah, I, I just love what I do. And having this podcast has been like such a dream in light of my life. So Anyway, if you have any suggestions, you always know I'm open to podcast suggestions. Uh, You can hit me up on Instagram at spirit underscore sis, TikTok spirit sis, or subscribe to my YouTube. And until next time, sending you lots of warm light and bright aura and playful vibes and healing. Most importantly, talk soon. Love you. Bye-bye.